Well, hello there, and welcome in to the 14th episode. That's right, we're on episode 14 now of Carson Sack Podcast, where we talk balls. This is the Christmas episode. With that being said, there will not be a sack next week. So, on December 21st, there will not be a sack. Why? Because if you are more concerned about listening to this podcast than hanging out with your family and friends around the holidays... You need to reassess your values in life, that's why. I know last week I said that sack was going to be a little bit shorter. This sack probably going to be even shorter than that. Some college football to talk about. It's the first uh, weekend of bowl games, so look at that. Not many big matchups. Going to talk some college basketball. Two pretty big games this weekend. Then going to talk NFL. Going to look ahead to this coming week. And then, because I won't be here... For you all, the next week, I'll look ahead to the Christmas weekend games and talk about those and maybe talk about playoff standings a little bit. And then look at the NBA and the Christmas games. That's when people say the NBA season starts on Christmas Day, so I'll look at those and then that, that'll do it for this episode. So it shouldn't be as long as normal ones, but still going to be a good one. Nice little early holiday gift for you all. So jumping right into it. First weekend of college football, the bowl season is here. First game is Saturday, December 17th. Um, Really, only pretty much the most notable game of the weekend is Houston and San Diego State in the uh, Las Vegas Bowl. Houston, Tom Herman, he's gone now. Uh, A little bit of a drop-off from his first year, but still, I guess you could say a good year. Maybe not as good as they expected though. They did beat Oklahoma at the start, beat L at the end. Greg Ward Jr. quarterback still there against uh, San Diego State. Their running back is really good. I think the loss of Herman though, I think San Diego State is going to pull this one out. And then really the only other game to look at from this first weekend of the bowl season is two teams at 9-3, and three, Appalachia State and then Toledo. Both teams looking to get that 10th win on the year. Be big for both teams. I like Toledo in this one. I don't know a lot about either team, but I do know the popular pick will probably be Appalachian State. So I'm going to go against the tide, going to forge my own path, take the tra- take the uh, road less traveled, and I'm going to go to Toledo. So like I said, this week, college football, not much to talk about. Uh that's that for college football we're gonna move on now to nfl we both know what that sound means it's time for the rapid fire recap of the nfl this past weekend first game boom all the raiders wanted for christmas was to stay atop of the afc west and the Chiefs said "Uh uh-uh Chiefs win a big Thursday night game, 21-13, to take over control of the FC West. Next game, boom, it wasn't ho-ho-hoin, it was snow-snow-snowin' in Buffalo as the Steelers win 27-20, and by the end of the game, all the snow was melted because Le'Veon Bell was on fire, racking up over 300 yards of all-purpose yards. Next game, boom, all I want for Christmas is an Andy Red Rifle Dalton. Bengals win this one 23-10 against the Browns. Browns win this on the year. If they don't get a win next weekend, Christmas is canceled for the whole city of Cleveland. Next game. 
boom, in what are kind of like the tube socks gift of every year, the game between the Jets and the 49ers this past weekend. You don't really want it, but you got to smile and act like you like it. Jets win this one 23-17 after coming back down 14-0. Next game, boom. Sorry, children of Seattle. All the presents were intercepted on the way to you. Just like five passes by Russell Wilson were intercepted by the Packers' defense. Packers get a big, semi-surprising win this weekend, 38-10 over the Seahawks. Last game, boom. This game can only be compared to the small talk you have to make with relatives that you don't really like and don't see that often. Bit of a snoozer on Sunday night football, but the Giants beat the Cowboys 10-7. And that's that. And moving on, as I promised, going to talk now a little bit about some important games coming up this weekend in the NFL. First one to look at, Dolphins and the Jets. Dolphins are still hoping for a spot in the AFC for the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill hurt himself this past weekend. Uh, Matt Moore, I believe, came in, finished, won the game for him in a real downpour of a game. They signed TJ Yates. They're going to need to win this game to keep momentum going and to keep their playoff hopes alive, I feel like. If they have any shot of making the playoffs, they need to win this coming week. I do think they get it done. I think the Jets just don't have the firepower that hopefully that the Dolphins can still have with a good run game and then Matt Moore just doing enough for them to win. Another game kind of in the same situation. The Steelers just took uh, control of the AFC North. They go to the Bengals in what was going to be a Sunday night game. But the Bengals couldn't hold up their end of the bargain, so it got moved to 1 o'clock. I will be there in attendance. I cannot wait. I think the Steelers win this game, and they keep momentum rolling right now. They're playing some of the best football in the league. I don't think there's a team right now that really wants to play them. Their offensive click is clicking a lot more. Le'Veon Bell is coming on real strong. Their defense is playing well. So for all those reasons, I think the Steelers win this game and keep their playoff hopes uh, looking better and better each week. Looking at it now, I didn't know there was going to be so many important games this weekend, but another one to look at, Eagles-Ravens. It's a battle of the birds, so Google, but Ravens need to win this one. They dropped a game against the Patriots on Monday Night Football. They need this one just to kind of keep pace with the Steelers. If the Ravens win out, they make the playoffs because they uh, have the tiebreakers against Pittsburgh, so 7-6 and six are the Ravens. Eagles are out of playoff contention. Hopefully they can finish 8-8. Eight and eight. I like the Ravens to rebound after a tough loss on Monday Night Football. Their defense, the Ravens' defense, is really good, really underrated. I like what they do on that side of the ball. Terrell Suggs has just been Mr. Consistent for as many years as he's been there. I like the Ravens in this one to set up a big matchup with the Steelers the following week. Another game you can look at and point to being very important this weekend, maybe not for both teams, but at least for one team, the Broncos host the Patriots. Broncos really need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. They've kind of taken a step back in the AFC West uh, championship picture, so now I think they're playing for a wild card. They're sitting at 8-5. and five. I think if they finish the season 10-5, and five, definitely probably going to make it, but you can never be too sure, so might as well win out and uh, eleven and five, not ten and five. I apologize, but uh, finish, win out, and call it good. And more than likely, the Broncos will make the playoffs. Okay, so we've been looking at games that are kind of just important for one team for the playoffs. This game, though, 
Lions and the Giants, both teams 9-3. Very important for both of these teams' playoff hopes and whatnot. Lions are sitting there uh, atop of the NFC North, I apologize. And the Packers are coming on strong. They've won their last two games. Aaron Rodgers and that entire team thinks they have a chance of winning out. I still don't think they do. And the Lions control their own destiny, but... I could see them maybe slipping up here against the Giants. The Giants, again, they control their own destiny as well. Uh, They own the tiebreaker against Dallas because Giants have beaten them twice this year. They're the only team to beat the Cowboys this year, which is pretty impressive if you think about it. But I like the Giants in this game, but I think both of these teams do make the playoffs in some capacity. So that covers what I want to talk about for this coming week of NFL games. Now I want to look to the Christmas weekend. And before I even talk about that, I just want to say, I think having people and teams play on Thanksgiving preferably wouldn't like to have it happen, but it does happen. And then for this to happen, for teams to play on Christmas Day, I'm really not a big fan of that. I know the games are happening later on in the day. The Ravens and the Steelers play on Christmas Day. That starts at 4.30, and then at night, the Broncos and Chiefs play, and that's at night. So in the morning, you can have Christmas time with your families and whatnot, but personally, I don't think there should be any games on Christmas itself, but especially in the NBA and in the NFL, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Not sometimes, pretty much all the time for the NBA and then sometimes for the NFL, but I think the holidays, these guys have families too, and they should be able to spend it with their kids and their families, not entertaining us, because that's all sports is, is a form of entertainment, and they should be with their families, not entertaining us. With that being said, I'm going to start the holiday weekend football games preview with the two I just mentioned. The Ravens go to the Steelers. It's going to be a really big game for most likely who's going to take control of the AFC North going forward. Ravens, they win this coming weekend, and then the Steelers win this coming weekend. The Steelers will still be one game up. So the Ravens are going to need to win that to pull even with the Steelers, but because they would have beat the Steelers two times, they control the AFC North, but I just don't see that happening. Steelers beat the Bengals this weekend, and then I think their offense and their defense still just keeps rolling, and they end up beating the Ravens in Pittsburgh. The next game to look at is also a Christmas game at 8.30, the Broncos and the Chiefs. It's at the Chiefs this time. Uh, we all hopefully remember the great game these two teams played a couple weeks ago where the Kansas City kicker knocked it in at the very end off the uh, goalpost and then shot hard right and uh, stuck its way in to give the Chiefs a big win that they needed. As I've stated before, I'm a big Chiefs fan for this entire year. I like the Chiefs in this one. Broncos still, though, like I said, going to probably find a way to get into the playoffs, but Chiefs going to win this game on Christmas Day. And just because everything else seems a little bit backwards for this segment, I'm going to talk about the Monday night game before I talk about the big bulk of games that are going to be taking place on Christmas Eve. The Lions go to the Cowboys. This game is probably going to mean at least something to both of these teams. Maybe not 
a lot, but at least something. I like the Cowboys in that one. I think they're going to have just probably a good game against the Buccaneers this coming weekend, and then going to hopefully continue that success and just keep rolling and keep riding Ezekiel Elliott, that offensive line of Dak Prescott, to wins. Another thing that I'd like to talk about now that we're on the subject of the Cowboys, people are saying that Dak Prescott needs bench, bring in Tony Romo. I don't think it's time for that just yet. If Dak does have performances like he had against the Giants consistently, maybe to finish out the year, I know it would be really ballsy by Jason Garrett to sit him down for the first playoff game and put in Tony, but... I wouldn't rule it out, especially if Jerry Jones has enough say in the matter, which I still think he does. So it's just something to keep your eye on. It's going to be pretty interesting to watch, but I don't think it's going to be a factor because I think the Cowboys get it done both two weekends in a row against the Buccaneers and then against the Lions on Monday Night Football. This game, though, that I'm going to talk about next doesn't have much importance, but it's the Chargers at the Browns. Chargers coming east, going to have some time zone difference, going to be the holidays. It's probably going to be super cold. They probably won't like the cold. Browns are probably just going to want to give their fans, the city of Cleveland, just one holiday gift. This is the game the Browns win. Everybody thought last, two weekends ago, um, it was going to be the Bengals, but uh uh-uh. It's going to be this one against the Chargers. Another big game that's going to be taking place on on, uh, Christmas Eve. The Vikings are going to the Packers. This is going to be a big game for control and playoff positioning in the NFC North. I like the Packers. I don't think the Vikings have enough to stop the uh, rejuvenated offense of the Packers. If, there's a big if, if Adrian Peterson can be back for this game, though, I'm going to switch. I'm going to go with the Vikings because I think that offense with him is such a so much better. It runs so much smoother. The play-action game works. The deep balls at Sam Bradford can throw a little bit better. The intermediate routes work. Um, And then, obviously, the run game is increased and picked right back up with Adrian Peterson. So, if AP plays, I'll take the Vikings. If not, I'm going to take the Packers in a route. And then, really, I guess the last important game of the Christmas Eve uh, day is the Colts going to the Raiders. Raiders are... Almost in the playoffs guaranteed. Colts still fighting for a spot in the AFC South. I think the Colts are going to need this win a little bit more than the Raiders, and I think they get get that win. Give Jim Irsay and the entire city of Indianapolis a nice little Christmas gift, and then I think in the following weeks they overtake Houston for the AFC South and end up winning the AFC South. So that is all the NFL talk I covered last week. I covered this upcoming week, and then I covered two weeks from now. So that was a lot of NFL. I hope you all could process everything I was saying. Hope you could wrap your minds around everything I was saying. I was throwing some good knowledge at you. And we had the rapid fire to begin it. I know that's a lot to handle, to take in. I hope you all could do it, though. Now we're going to switch things up and talk about the games on Christmas Day for the NBA. First game, tips off at noon. Celtics are at the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks right now, I know it's hard to believe, they're third in the East, bringing in all the uh, older players, their own little big three, maybe a big four if you want to look at it with Porzingis, who is super young, so he's not the older guy, but Joe Kim Noah, Derrick Rose, Carmelo Anthony, 
That's kind of their big four. And right now, for the time being, it's paying off. Third in the East, maybe Phil Jackson does know what he's doing. Obviously, he knows what he's doing a little bit, but I do think Phil Jackson knows what he's doing, but I think he needs to watch what he says a little bit more in the media and whatnot. I know he's had some trouble in the past couple of weeks with the whole posse comment with LeBron James and then pretty much calling call his, uh, I would still say, his best player in Carmelo Anthony, a ball hog. You just don't need that right now. And then giving advice to Luke Walton, who I understand was one of your players and he coaches the Lakers and stuff, but giving him advice, don't, don't do that. Don't give other team's advice or other coaches you're you are part of the Knicks staff and organization you should only give your advice and opinions and stuff like that to the Knicks but aside from all that back to the game the other team in this game the Celtics um they're 13 11 a bit of underwhelming right now if the season did end today they would make the playoffs but I thought I thought and I think a lot of other people thought this was the year that they would probably give the Cavaliers, maybe a bit of a series if it came to them, both being in the Eastern Conference Finals. And right now, it just doesn't look like they're that team. I still think under Brad Stevens, and if he can get the guys going and gelling, they still do have that potential to me. But right now in the season, it doesn't look like they're that way. Um, A big game, I guess, for both of these teams, just to get their season, I guess, not started, but rolling because people as I keep saying say the season starts on Christmas Day I'm gonna take the Knicks um probably not by a lot but I'm gonna take the Knicks anyway the next Christmas Day game in the NBA what people are probably gonna call and bill as the game of the day but I don't think it's gonna be you got the Warriors going to the Cavaliers as much as people want to think that the regular season matters and games like this matter They don't. They really don't. LeBron James understands that this is just a game on Christmas Day. Granted, it's going to have a lot of eyes on it, but it means nothing. Um, I expect the Warriors to win maybe by 15 or so, and then I expect a huge overreaction by the media and whatnot. I wish LeBron, when the media overreacted to stuff like that, just came out and was like, I don't care about this stuff. It's not playoff time. If we lose now... As long as we win in playoff time, that's fine. So like I said, I expect the Warriors to probably win by 15, maybe, maybe 20, honestly. And for the media to just overreact so much for this Cavaliers loss. Don't worry, they're still winning the East. Just, this doesn't matter, I feel like, to LeBron as much as people want it. To, they As much as they want him to care about it. Moving on, the next game. Bulls go to the Spurs. Spurs are just a well-oiled machine under Popovich. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is really embracing the role of superstar and it being his team, I feel like, this year. LaMarcus Aldridge is a nice complimentary piece to him. Tony Parker is still there, so I like that dynamic a lot. Bulls, going into the year, it was how are these alpha males going to be able to handle each other with Rondo and Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade. And so far... There hasn't been much of an issue. Jimmy Buckets and Jimmy Butler, um, they're the same person, obviously, but I like how he's played this year. I like how Dwayne Wade has, I feel like Dwayne Wade has been a good mentor to him, has shown him maybe some ways to just be a professional a little bit better. So I like that in this game, though. I like the Spurs. 
The next game is between the Timberwolves and the Thunder, and the Timberwolves are 6-18. and 18. Some people thought maybe they could sneak in as maybe the 8th or 7th seed in the playoffs in the West. The West is such a super hard conference to do that. I like the pieces they have. Carl Anthony Towns is one of, if not the best, youngest younger players in the NBA, but they're just not putting it all together. Tom Thibodeau and his defensive uh, mindset, I don't think, has taken a hold on those guys just yet. The Thunder, what more do you have to say besides Russell Westbrook? And the day I'm recording this, he has seven straight double du- uh, triple doubles. My apologies. Um, if he goes until Christmas with the triple-double streak, that would be ridiculous. I don't think that's going to happen, but... Could you imagine if he did? That would be so impressive. I like the Thunder in this one, and I think Russell Westbrook has the best game, individual game, out of anybody on Christmas Day. I know that's really going out on a limb, but that's what I think is going to happen. And then the nightcap for Christmas Day, tipping off at 10.30 p.m. You got the Clippers going to the Lakers. The Lakers were... At 500 there for a while. They've slipped below. They're sitting at 10 and 17 now. This is a little bit before I do uh, the Christmas Day game. So maybe by that time they could get back up to 500. Uh, at the time being now for the Clippers, um, they were thought of as maybe a team that could give the Warriors a bit of trouble. Two really b- good big men and DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. But when they played the other weekend... The Warriors kind of handed the Clippers their shit and said, no, you're not as good as you think you are. And I think that is kind of going to have a bit of a lasting effect on them mentally. And I think they're going to struggle a little bit here in the coming weeks or so. I like the Lakers in this one. I expect it to be a close game, but I do like the Lakers in this one. All right, now we shift from the NBA to the kids that aren't getting paid. When we go and we talk about NCAA basketball, um, just want to talk pretty quickly about a couple big games this weekend. Two we can look at right away. Ohio State plays UCLA in the CBS Sports Classic. Also in the CBS Sports Classic, you got North Carolina against Kentucky. UCLA, number two in the country. I imagine they're still going to be number two at that time. A very dangerous team. It's still early, so we haven't really seen a lot of their faults. They did go to UK at Rupp Arena and beat the Cats. Might I add a very young Cats team? That was kind of not their... I would say that was their biggest game to date. I understand they did play Michigan State earlier on in the year, but Michigan State right now just isn't what people thought they were going to be. Ohio State, I'm a big Ohio State fan, and it kills me to say this, but Ohio State is, I think, maybe one more bad year away from their basketball program being uh, obsolete and meaning nothing, really. It's a shame because Thad Mata is probably one of, if not the most successful coach in uh, Ohio State basketball history, Um, but I don't feel like they've been relevant since uh, Jared Sullinger's sophomore year once he left I feel like this program has just gone downhill consistently year after year I understand they got a big recruit a couple years ago in D'Angelo Russell but since then they haven't been able to land a big guy a big recruit like that and Thad normally recruits Ohio well he got John Diebler when he was the uh 
leading all-time scorer of high school basketball for the state of Ohio, but he led uh, Luke Kennard, who finished second in that with the most points scored in high school. He let him out of the state, which is just a little concerning because Thad used to always get those guys. So I don't foresee Ohio State winning this game. I foresee UCLA winning this game, but a little bit more to keep your eye on UCLA, how well they're going to progress and play as a team and probably hopefully just get better throughout the year. And then on the other side, can Ohio State basketball stay relevant this year and in the coming years? The next game of that CBS Sports Classic, the 7th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels are playing the 6th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. It's going to be a good game. Both these teams have legs, meaning they can run for days. I cannot wait. I hope this game is 120 to 100 or something like that. I know it's not going to be that high, but I hope both of these teams and their coaches just say, hey, we're going to let them run. And I hope the wrestlers say, hey, we're going to let them play. And I hope they're just, I hope it's a track meet. In the end, though, I'm going to go with UK, but it would not surprise me if North Carolina won. I know that's kind of a cop-out. I'm a UK fan, so I'm going to go with them, but I do like what North Carolina does offensively and how well they do play together. Another game to look at from the college basketball world. This weekend, you got the 21st-ranked Notre Dame Irish going to Purdue 15th in the country, a little battle of uh, Indiana Powers. I like Notre Dame in this one. Uh, Purdue just hasn't shown enough for me so far this year. Um, Notre Dame, though, I feel like has, which I don't ask me why. I just have a good feeling about Notre Dame going forward this year. I like Notre Dame in this game, obviously, but I expect it to be a close game with the Irish coming out on top in the end. And then the last game I want to talk about from college basketball this coming weekend, you got the 19th, 18th ranked, I apologize, uh, Butler Bulldogs going to Indiana, ninth in the country. Indiana just beat North Carolina at Indiana pretty soundly. Indiana, my uh, championship pick for college basketball, I got to roll with them. I have to. I don't know. A lot about Butler. I know uh, Keeneland Martin from Ballard in Louisville has progressed a lot each year. He's a key contributor for Butler now. So if he has a big game, maybe uh, Butler can pull off the upset. Maybe not that much of an upset, but still, Keeneland Martin is the leading uh, scorer for Butler. So that's pretty impressive. If Keeneland Martin can also play. Not bigger than normal, but has a factor on the uh, boards and stuff. Maybe you can keep the always energetic center for the Hoosiers, Thomas Bryant, off the board and maybe cancel his effort out a little bit. And that could ultimately be the deciding factor, uh, how well Keeneland Martin plays in this game for Butler. If he plays well, they could probably pull off the somewhat of an upset, but if he just plays an okay game, I like Indiana a lot in this one. That's the sack for this week. Um, If you're upset that it's shorter than normal, I apologize. If you're not upset, you should be. Because I put a lot of time and effort into these, and you should want to hear me talk about sports. But honestly, if you're not upset, that's okay. I hope you enjoy what I talked about. I hope you are looking forward to me coming back in two weeks. Uh, Don't get too excited. Don't count down the days or anything like that. But just know that is going to be an action-packed, 
week uh, for sports, and I can't wait to talk about everything that's going to be going on uh, that coming weekend in sports. As I said, though, this the reason I'm taking next week off, it's Christmas. You need to spend that with time and family, and I think sports that week is going to be a great way for you to spend time with your friends and family. Sports brings people together. You can cheer for your favorite teams with your family. It's just going to be, hopefully, a wonderful holiday season. I wish nothing but but the happiest of holidays and the merriest of Christmas to all my listeners out there. Thank you for listening. Every listener, every listen I get is like a little gift to me. And hopefully every episode I put out is like a gift to you all. And as always, as we end every episode of Carson Sack Podcast, where we talk balls, I'd just like to say, we'll be seeing you.